Welcome to Black to the Beginning, the Black Adoption Podcast, where we are amplifying the Black adoption conversation with Black adoptee voices and Black families at the center. We're your hosts, Dr. Sam and Sandria, two Black adoptees adopted by Black families still trying to make sense of our adoption journeys. We have all been touched by adoption, whether we realize it or not. You just don't hear our stories until now. Every birth has a story. So So let's let's go go black black to the the beginning. beginning. All right. So Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us. We are excited to talk to you. It is not that often that we get to have conversations with black male adoptees. So we are completely appreciative because you all are the unicorn. Okay. Black is king. (laughs) Look, what Beyonce (laughs) said, yes. (laughs) And so we just want to allow for you to start with telling us your adoption story. Were you um, adopted out of foster care? Was this a, um, a private agency adoption? Where did this all begin for you? Well, it was a closed adoption from a place called Agape here in Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, it was ran by a guy named uh, Tom Slaughter. And uh, I came here and on October, well, I was born October 2nd, but from what my foster mom told me, I came here in December. And my adoption was kind of weird because they could just kind of grab me up and have me ready for a family out of nowhere. Like just kind of like out of thin air. My adopted mom told me that when they got there, they were just there to like pick through a book of kids, like just to check, see what they wanted. But when they got there, it was more like, a, we got a kid ready for you right now. And they already had a power ready for them as soon as they got there. So my adopted sister, who's already there, she signed paperwork with my mom and them, like kind of like a funny signature on the bottom, just because she was she a little bit older than me. So <laughs> that's like kind of something that stuck with us. That's why we got like a super tight bond like that. We we super close, even though, you know, we're not blood or anything, but we come from the same thing, but it was just a different type of story. We always knew we were adopted. Uh, my mom told us, since I can remember, it was nothing really weird about it, really ever, until I got, until I started getting older and just like start going to holidays around family and you don't look like anybody in the house with you. you know, when you just like start seeing things that other people get in, real blood family, you know, getting more kind of like respect for the stuff they do than anything you do or people looking for you to get more into trouble than into anything else. My mom never really told me she loved me before. I never heard out her mouth tell me I love you or anything like that, but it was more just like kind of like hugs and like showing us stuff, like giving us things. We did much everything we wanted to do. Anything we wanted to be put in started like in gymnastics, uh, karate. I didn't have any problems at all until I got older, older. Like now when I'm starting to have kids and I was starting to just see, I don't have any information on my father, my mother to know what their health records could be. I had six fingers. I got like an extra finger. So every one of my sons, except for my last one, came out with a six finger. So I was like, okay, that's probably something else that, that's at least in my family line that I wanted to check out. It was just weird stuff that just kept popping up. And then it was more so like, I kind of felt like I started to need a, need a therapist because I was just like holding stuff in. There was a lot of things going on just throughout the family from being when I was younger that I was like, man, I know I'm not like crazy. The stuff that's happening and like and see, seeing the stuff that I'm seeing. So it's gotta be something wrong. I ended up never getting a therapist. I just ended up getting engaged actually. My lady kind of like just started balancing stuff out. And then my last son came, it kind of just put everything in perspective for me. So I just went ahead and got the ancestry. 
and got that new information like a week ago. My story really is really easy. It ain't really too much turmoil in that. Wow. I mean, it, it might seem easy, but it's like you just said a lot, like a <laughs> lot in a little bit of time. I want to go back to what you mentioned about going around different family and never really seeing anybody that looks like you. Because I know, you know, Samantha and I can speak to it. When you see somebody for the first time who does look just like you, it's, it's crazy. It's bananas. It's like, oh my God, there has been somebody on this earth all this time <laughs> that I never knew who looks just like me. That's the same when, and like I said, it's not, it, I didn't feel like angry or nothing. It was just like, yo, no one in here does anything that I do. I do weird stuff, probably weird to me, but you know, if you had a real family or like people that like around you, they probably do the same thing. Where we come from, it's like a whole church full of adopted people. So I kind of be around these people because we all grew up in the same area. Everybody's around the same age that I know. Pretty much all my friends know that I'm adopted and the people that I know are adopted, they're around the same age. So the girl told me that she just found her father and when she found him, they had the same mannerisms, like patting off, like just different thing, traits that you just want to have. So it's just crazy. I don't know. It's not, I don't feel like any like bad things about it. It's just, you know, you're not really my family. And then at the end of the day, when you get older, like how I am now, family gatherings are not the same when you that, when you that old. Cause it's like, I know the truth, you know the truth. But y'all, I thank you for doing a good job of trying to like mask it though. That's all, that's really it. And, I, and my sister, she kind of like bold with the way she stepped into stuff. She just really don't care about that. She, <laughs> she's like a soldier with it. I'm more, I'm just a baby. It just be, I try to pit a pat around stuff. My mom, she put my, she put my mom through some crazy things with her, with her story because she did it in such a way that it was like on Mother's Day, I'm in the house where these things going down when my sister finds her people. And it was kind of like broadcasted all over the news and everything like that. So even still, that person's not your mother or nothing. She did everything she could for me. Like, I've had plenty of chances that I know people didn't, that a lot of people didn't get. It was like up to me to either like, like make good of them or, you know, destroy what I had going on. But at the same time, I, when I got older, I started thinking like she was a little selfish because somebody else had kids that wanted to probably, you know, maybe they weren't ready then, but now, or siblings, anything, did you just want to meet them or something? Mm. Can we step back a little bit in terms of this notion of family? Mm -hmm. Do you not think that your adoptive family is your family? What shifted that transition beyond just age? It was just, okay, like my grandma just died like my adopted grandmother and everything. And when going to the funeral, being around everybody, yeah, they had like, I had my own feelings toward things that was going on towards her. And then just seeing them, I just still didn't have that connection. You know, like we go, I went been to funerals in that family all my life. And I've never cried at any funeral that I've been to because I don't feel any emotional connection to people. And, and that's not nothing that just, that just happened. It was like, I've kind of had that since I was a kid. Since yeah. you told me since I was like maybe six or seven years old and I, I wasn't slow or anything. I comprehended stuff early. You told me what it was. I always felt like I was at a distance with my cousins, everything. Cause I always told them to their face, you know, I'm not your blood. Like they know that I know what it really is. So I never looked at it like that, but I saw how hard that they tried to force family onto us. 
even though it really wasn't like that to me. I just always saw kind of like see through the like BS in a, in a way. And I, but I don't want to hurt people either. That's why I'm a snail at the same time because I didn't want to like be rude how I'm doing things, but don't play me either because I know exactly what's going on. But you know, keep it real with me. As I got older, that's how that's how I see they respect it more now. Like I haven't even told her I found my sister anything just because of the way she moved and stuff. So I don't even want to. I'm just doing my own journey thing. That's really it. Yeah, I can respect that, yeah, for sure. And I empathize with you as well because I definitely just from personal experience, I look back on my childhood. I used to wonder why is the family treating me differently? And it was only on my father's side of the family. I felt completely enveloped by my mom's side, but on my father's side, like it was always something, right? And I, I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And it wasn't until after finding out that I was adopted, because Sandy and I, we didn't find out until we were good and grown. Yet, okay, so 26 and, and 38, <laughs> respectively, right? So... You mean like finding out the first time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's wild, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I would be like, out of my mind. Like, if you told me that at like 20... <laughs> It, it take a toll on me now. So you telling me like at 26, that would have took me out the game probably. No, and I feel you on that. Like when I hear you say, you know, you just want people to keep it real with you, whatever. Like I, I feel you on that because when I look back on, you know, that 38 years, and it's not that I think people were being phony with me, but it's the fact that they knew something about me that I didn't know. And so even though I can appreciate that nobody, I guess, threw it in my face or tried to tease me like, oh, you know, you adopted, that never happened. So I appreciate that. But at the same time, people were not keeping it 100% with me. So I, I definitely feel where you're coming from. Gotcha. So let me ask, so with that in mind, just thinking about family and you know, what is real family? Have you always wanted to be a father? Like, were you, do you feel like being adopted gave you like a little bit of extra drive to want to create your own family? Yeah, it kind of, it didn't force me to do it, but it always made me make sure anytime I got with somebody serious, I was at least going to try to like, if it was somebody really serious, I was going to make sure I was going to make a family. Because it, was, it wasn't my goal to have, like, a kid or anything. But, I mean, I always wanted somebody. In case I never found my mom or anybody like that, I needed somebody with my same blood just on this earth just so I could make sure I'm not the only person here. Because I, I didn't really, like, it never bothered me to the point, like, yo, I got to go find them. Because it was just like, if you really, if you let me go, you was, you was supposed to come look for me. I don't really need to come find you like that. But, like I said, like, yo, I really need to find out who my mom is, mm -hmm. or at least find out who some family is, at least. So did you ever feel a void, this separation from, from your birth mother or your birth parents? Did you ever feel that void? So even though you weren't necessarily trying to go look for her, did you feel she was missing? Yeah, all the time. But I, 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 I'm like I said, even even though it sound it sound like oh I didn't care, I was still feeling like I know she's somewhere. She just like maybe forgot to come or just like didn't have time. That's why I was in as I got older again. 
people have all type of situations. I everything go down when you trying to like get your life together. So I would never be mad at you. I see how hard life is now. So I just be like, it's what it, whatever you had to do is what you had to do. I understand how stuff go now. Like when I was early on, like I said, if somebody told me at 26 or 27, when I had built up like everything, I'm thinking like that's like a shock to me, man. That, that would have came in and really destroyed my world. Telling me early kind of like let me set up my stuff to do it however I wanted to do it, really. And and find them whenever I wanted to at my speed. Like I said, my sister, she's like a totally different beast. She just, she look at it more like in a fairy tale kind of like, like, oh, I knew my mom was out there looking for me. She loved me because she they left letters and stuff for her. My people didn't leave nothing. My foster family that was, that adopted me first was a white family, but she left me a book with like updated messages every day from the, from the day they got me up to the day they came and snatched me up from her house and had me ready for the family, uh, for my adopted family. So when I got in contact with them, it was, I don't know, I don't know what the church is or the program that I was in really is, but I feel like, honestly, they might've been stealing kids or something. I don't really know. I'm not gonna say for a fact, but every kid out of my church that I went to from a kid is pretty much adopted and they all pretty much are either like, I'm not gonna say they're crazy, but they, we, everybody moved different like that and they and they move different for a reason and I can see it because I know what they really are they might not even tell people but I know the people that like when I did I grew up with they were really adopted and still haven't found their own family and they move really funny it's a, it, only me and my sister honestly are the two operating people that function well life are doing good like they just have put it to the side to find who they are they just they don't really have no 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 will to do it and I've talked to them about it they just really don't they don't see it as no no point really but I think it's time Time will make you want to, like, find out who you are. Yeah, you want to know your, your truth. And something that I always say to Samantha is, like, when it comes to my birth family, it wasn't that I was trying to find them. I was just trying to find more of me. Like, I'm trying to piece together my story, my identity. So it's like, yes, I have to connect with y'all and find out about y'all. But really, I'm, I've been looking for me my whole life. You know, I wasn't necessarily looking for them, but I know that I was looking for myself. I also think you touched on some things too that the stigma that comes up around adopted people. So us being, you know, crazy for lack oh, yeah. of words and expectation of bad behavior. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, you know they're adopted or you know almost like there's this expectation that something is wrong with, with them. You, yeah and so do you think that expectation of bad behavior ever impacted your life or even caused you to you know behave in a certain way because of that expectation right. especially as a black man because it's already that expectation just because you're a young black man only because like my dad is not like a, like it's not like a hard ass you understand like he's kind of like I don't want to say like I don't know he's just kind of like a laid back dude he don't he don't really like enforce things like I've seen like how I would enforce my kids on certain things push them in certain ways I was allowed to do anything I've been in probably every sport until I found like what I wanted to find but it's like that push from having somebody like real behind you. It's different when you just don't have like no push at all. Like 
and they not they, they not your dad. He he never connected with me and my sister really. It's just kind of like he just more like a kind of just like I'll always be cool. It's, it's no problems, but it's just like I know he never gave us that that love either. At the same time, so it's gonna always give you that feeling. Mm. So missing like that that tough love. Yeah, mm. yeah, and like like he he get, he tried to give tough love, but. That's like nothing you can really do. I mean, I was, I'm not gonna lie to you, I was bad either way. Because I think that's just like, I don't know where I'm at and you're trying to leave me in a place like, it's like putting a lion somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't put, I was gonna always be how I was because I was always rebelling against everything they was trying to tell me to do. Nobody can really tell me anything. If you're gonna tell me early on, you're not even my mom. Like, you're not, you're not, I'm a, I'm a different, I'm a different person at the same time because like I said, I always knew. Mm. Wow. I mean, but honestly, if I really wanted to, I'm not saying I'm like the worst person in the world. I could date you. And that's the things like that, that, have, that have happened in our own family that's like really weird. That's why our family is kind of like the weirdest family I was ever in. And when I was seeing how easy that I just try to like distance myself from stuff like that. Mm. Because everyone in my family knows we're not adopted. Like, but y'all, like, certain things that have happened when I was younger with, the, with certain cousins in that family where if I had to, like, went to the police with certain things, it would have been a different story, say, say, say like that. And they, it, it was just never like that. That's why I always seen through. You see what I'm saying? It's, it was kind of, like, more with it. That's why I never, like I said, I kind of thought I was going to need therapy, but when I started just, like, talking to different people about it, I realized what it was. And it was because being in that family where they thought everything was cool, no one ever, no one, everybody always knew I was adopted, not adopted. So they was like, it's a party. I've like been with my cousins like that aren't my real cousins and they know it. And I know I'm not blood, so it's a party for me. I'm, I'm living life, like that's not, a, that's not anything big. But it was just like my family try to like put a shadow over us. And I was just, like I said, I'm the person to just see through everything. You're not gonna play me with nothing like that. That's why I feel like I rebel against them, but they try to give me everything I want, so I don't, or, or make them go, or go against them. And, that's, and that's, that's what made me feel like you really played me, because I really needed that tough love. Like, stay on my ass, don't give me nothing. I really wanted to learn it the hard way, and that's what made me mad, because they didn't let me learn it the hard way. I got like the silver spoon type thing, and that's not even the way I wanted to get it. I wanted to get it like, learn how to be a man on like from someone that was a real basically a real man and i didn't get that i had to get it from like somebody that was like the second copy that's what make it so that's what make it like not even cool at all it's just like nah i can't i can't rock with how you guys you're you gonna keep and i have my kids over there now and things just feel different knowing that when, once i found my real people like finding my sister now and just getting on the search and finding people that look like me it's just a totally different beast now. Y'all really like the first time I've talked to anybody. So it's kind of raw, the information I'm telling you, but it's like real information. It's just like, it's kind of like the worst stories, but the best stories at the same time. Well, we appreciate you sharing it. I know it's still, you know, new and unfolding. Let me ask, so do you wish that you never knew that you were adopted. So kind of how, you know, my parents were never planning to tell me. I'm pretty sure of it. They both have passed on, they're both deceased. And so I'm pretty sure they just were never gonna tell me. Do you wish that maybe that had happened for you and your sister where 
they didn't tell you and you just grew up in this family believing that this is your real family because you wouldn't have had a reason to think otherwise do you wish it would have played out like that sometimes yeah i used to because i really just wanted to be in that family that was like my family but like i said i don't i can't remember the exact time i knew i wasn't adopted but once i knew like i said it was a party you're not you're not my cousin I like my cousins this is my real homies we real like my, my dude cousins we real that's like my we friends you my blood you're not my blood but he come lay on my couch today he can come live over here but my girl cousins no y'all come over here this is I don't play the now that I'm older I just don't play the games it was like games first that they wanted to play with us and I don't like that but at the beginning if you had told me that I was in the family we, we could have you could have solved that and just kept it moving you ain't had to tell me especially if my mom never came to look for me no one ever came to find me or really like you know ever look for me like I said I'm almost 30 and no one ever looked for me I had to do the surgeon on my arm so like I said it's at one point I wasn't even gonna look I was done with it but the only reason was like my last son came and I said nah I'm really out here like living my own life I'm not married I'm almost 30 I got three kids by the same girl and I haven't even put a ring off it so at the beginning of the year I just did a, a full 360 and started doing everything the correct way I started finding out who I was. I got the ancestry kit, locked down my family, got everything in the perspective that I wanted it in, started getting stuff going the whole time. Like I said, I work for Honda Jet in Greensboro, North Carolina. I've been keeping myself busy and just uh, trying to stay focused. I was really going to be done with it. If, my, if I hadn't really stayed with my woman, I probably wouldn't even be talking to y'all right now. Because I wasn't even going to look for my family. She really, she really thought it was something more that I needed to do. It's so funny how you just have those pivotal moments. And I, and I went through this myself because my, my journey was a decade's worth. So I find out this information at 26, pick it up, put it in my pocket and move on. I pick it up, put it in my pocket and move on. So you toy back and forth with it until finally it's just like, you know what? <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> I need to know. Like I need to, you know, move forward on this thing. And I agree with you. Children for sure is one of those things where it's just like, I I need to know, you know, what this situation um, is, you know, for myself and then also for their future too, just to have that information. So it's interesting how things happen that are pivotal in your life that, you know, catapult you toward that search and reunion process. I do have another question though. You brought up therapy a few times in the conversation and I wonder just as a black man and, and knowing everything that you have gone through, do you think it would still be useful to have oh, someone to talk to about this? Of course. Like, like I said, y'all the first people that I really ever talked to and my sister and just like a couple other friends that, you know, just around, around, but I would definitely go to therapy because it's just like I had a whole bunch of stuff to say or write a book. I would do something just to like, just to help somebody. I didn't know my story. Like my like I said, my sister, she the one that put the kind of like the smoke to me too, to like find these people. She showed me her family first. Once she showed me she could do it, I was like, okay, I know that it can really be done. Even though the way she did it was the worst way ever, she still showed me like, oh man, you can do it, bro. They out there. They really there. You just got to go put the work in. And she went through the same thing. Like she went through the same where she distanced herself. I didn't talk to her for like three years. And she was like, like at a time that I really needed, I turned 18 and she kind of like turned her back on the whole family. And that was when me and my sister were like, like this. And she, she left me like at the house alone. She went off to school. 
I was just like alone, like with nobody. That was the only person I could really talk to because she saved me from a lot of stuff. Just like, just like saved me period. Cause I, I really could have been like really far out. Like I'm super blessed. Cause she, and for her, cause she really could have just left me in the streets like to just be over with. I was, I was really like, a not like a wild dude, but I mean, like I, I was a wild guy at the same time. I'm a, like, I'm saying I was a wild dude, but I'm a like I'm trying to be super honest with you. It was yeah. really, it was just like, a, it was a wild, it was just wild times. I just finally chilled out and learned it was something different. And she was just like a big help for that though. Mm -hmm. Mental health, if you got a therapist, if you need one, definitely get one. I'm, I'm on my way to find one real soon. But it's just like, at the same time, I'm so smart. I don't even need to sit down with a therapist because I know what's going on with me. I can check myself. I'm more of a once I read up on it, learn myself, like like now, I'm learning myself more, I'm meditating. I don't really need, that's the only thing that a, that, a, that a therapist can really tell me. I need somebody that's really been through something and it's just like, they can bounce it off back with me. I don't need more like somebody that can just take what I'm saying. I need somebody that can tell me something, the same thing that they've been through and maybe we, we shoot, it, shoot, shoot it back together because just trying to tell me what to do is kind of just like not gonna work because I think I know everything anyway. So it's, yeah. And I like that you're saying that too, because I was a clinician in my past life. <laughs> and so the thing about it is, it's like a therapist really is not here to tell you what to do. They're simply there to provide a safe space and to ask you powerful questions for you to come up with the solutions yourself. So a person doesn't have to have walked like exactly in your shoes in order to like truly empathize and understand with you but they do have to be able to hold you accountable, ask you those questions where you have to dig deep and you can get angry and frustrated about it, but that's part of that process, you know? That's, that's more so what I'm scared of, just having them like pry into my brain a little more than like, I know my brain, like I said, I don't want nobody to ever have to like, just go inside there and hear them stories that I ain't really have, I never really told anybody, it's just like, Cause they, they my own personal stories. I just keep stuff inside. That's why it's just, it, it worked for me. But it started seeming like everything starts spilling out. I'm getting closer to 30. I'm 20. Like I said, I'll be 30 in October. This year, 2020 came and just like turned my life upside down. It was just like, I can't keep, I can't keep holding this in. Like I'm gonna have to tell somebody real soon what, what really went down and how it affected me. Because it seemed like they don't really care at all or they gonna, you know, like, my adopted family's really old. They like almost into the 70s, stuff like that. So they could be dead soon and never really know kind of like what happened. But I feel like they need to know at least, at least, at least for my sake, so I can feel good. Yeah. And to that point too, it's not about what's in your head. It's what's in your heart. Yeah. That's that's what comes out, you know. So a lot of times, like it's easy to be rational, okay, because you can go back and forth. But it's about getting that emotion, you know, out and really tapping into what you feel. Oh, man, I like that. I just be, I be trying to keep it moving. It just be, it just be so much, man, that it just, it would be like, like I said, I need a book. I need somebody to sit down and really just like, you know, and show you how, like, because I fixed it really to, in my own kind of way. Like, I'm doing really good now. Everything's straight. I was always working. I've always been a worker. I wasn't lazy or anything like that. It was just like. I'm more so rebelled against like just just doing my own thing. I didn't really, I didn't have no ambitions to find my mom. If my mom left me, 
I kind of felt like she just really didn't care. But I still, I still loved her. It was just like she, she was, she was, she was in the streets, I guess. And from what I'm finding out now, she was in the streets anyway because that's just really what it was. It's just kind of, I don't know. Like I said, it's a, it's a bad story, but it's, it's a good story at the same time. Cause without knowing I was adopted, I would have been like in a facade forever. Just like mm-hmm. riding it out. Just like, oh yeah, y'all my family. And like I said, I probably would have been good with that, but that's not like, that's not my origin. That's not what somebody really wanted to teach me. My real dad might've wanted to teach me how to fish or somebody might want to teach me how to fly a plane. I never figured it out. I never knew what he wanted to teach me. Cause I got told somebody else's story or what somebody else thought they son should do, or he never really cared what my story was. He just was there to comfort my mom because she couldn't have kids. That's why I kind of feel like she was more so in a selfish light because she didn't, couldn't have kids at all. So she gonna do whatever she can to have a kid. You know, if you can't have kids and you really want to have some, and I guess you're young, I guess you're gonna go kind of do whatever to have a kid. If you, if you can't have kids at all, I don't know. I feel like that's how she looked at it. She was kind of like a savage with it to me. I guess in a way, cause how could you just take somebody from somebody and not really like keep up with stuff? She didn't let us keep up with like records of anything. She had books and stuff for us and told us, but anytime we bring it up, it was always just like, y'all know y'all my kids. I love y'all. Let's go to Disney World or let's go get on a cruise. Or like, like I said, we, we done everything, man. It was no problems. We, we were good there. It was just, like I said, my sister always knew. So she always told me. Like, you know you don't really live here. You know this is really not our family. This isn't really, this isn't the real stuff. You always need to know that you go, it's going to be a time that you got to fix all this stuff. Because she went through the same thing I was going through. Hmm. So with your children, do, do your children refer to your parents, your adoptive parents, as their grandparents? Like, do you, or are you <laughs> kind of creating that wall where it's like, mm, but they not really your grandparents? Or do you, do you look at them as, okay, these are your grandparents? They, it's like, it's so deep now. Yeah, they they grandparents, of course. I'm, I've been there forever. Like, yes, that's your grandma. But like I said, this year came and that wall started coming in. When I started walking in their house, I was looking at them funny. Like, I don't even want you to say anything to my kid because again, you aren't my, you aren't my people. Like I like, kind of like what you said, I toy with it. I turned it on and turned it off all the time. Like I wasn't dealing with it. So yeah, you were my mom. But when it's on, it's like, no, you're not my mom. I don't really feel like I need to listen to nothing you saying, which ain't really fair to me because I'm just adopted. I get the toy with two different worlds at the same time. And it's really, it's really not, at first it was fun. Like it was fun playing the little, oh, I'm not adopted, oh, I'm adopted thing. But now, like I said, this year, it started building like some type of wall in my head where I was just like, I can't keep doing this. This is like weird. Like this is like getting just, the, my life gotta be, it gotta be a way for me to do better things and just like really find out who I am. That's when I ended up finding out I was like, like Nigerian. So it's like a whole big crazy story. Just like, I don't know. This is a different word. I just wanted to find my true origin and learn like what I'm really supposed to know, like what I was really supposed to be doing as a man, like how I'm really supposed to raise my kids. Cause my grand, my dad can't show them nothing. He can't show, he couldn't even play basketball with me. I go outside with him. It was like, oh, I'm about to cross you up. You, you 45, you can't do nothing. I'm already gonna put the work in on you. He, he play a game, he's going to sit on the bench. Like it was nothing like that. I needed a, I know my dad might not have been the youngest, but he was gonna be able to shoot hoop with me. 
from what I can see, because I mean, I'm from 1990, pretty sure he wasn't that old. You know, <laughs> we would have been able to do ball, but it's just, no. I, for me now, I don't look at them as their grandparents, but my kids, yes, they do address them as grandpa and grandma. For just because that's just, I mean, like I said, I play it safe at the same time. I don't want to throw nothing all in y'all face. Y'all old anyway to me. Y'all gonna eventually be gone. I gotta keep it moving. It's just like I said, I'm more like militant towards it now. I don't really want no feelings to it. It made me build a wall. It, it just made me build a like a defensive wall, really. Well, I don't really wanna like I don't I don't care about nothing that you can tell me anymore. Thank you for everything, but I'm just kinda done with you. In a sense, it's like, yeah, fit like like emotionally, I'm done with everything y'all doing. I'll come here, but I'm not even really here. I'll try to think of everything else while I'm inside the house. Like I and even with them disciplining them, I didn't I, I had to like kind of change how they do it because it's just like I don't really want you to really say anything to them because the stuff you taught me really didn't help me. And the stuff that I'm teaching them, I feel like really can show them something. Because I know what I did wrong and what I needed to, and what needed to be done to be to be on the right course. But they couldn't show me that. So I just feel like no, you 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 in my eyes. You're not their grandparents, but yeah, they gotta call you grandma and grandpa, of course, because you're in their house and they watch you. So yeah. So do you think, and and this might be a, a better question, I guess, for your parents, but do you feel like your parents were just really just overly nice people, or do you feel like they did things out of maybe a sense of guilt or this feeling that yes, we know we're not your quote unquote real parents. So we have to overdo everything. We have to be extra lenient. We have to be extra nice. We have to put you in every activity. We have to take the trips. Like it has to be, you know, we're gonna do everything as much as we can because we know we're not your birth parents. Or were they just way too nice and lenient? And it's not that they were guilty at all. <laughs> well, I just, I mean, okay. The average kid that come from like where, where we from definitely ain't never done half of the stuff that I done. I've been to Jamaica, Cozumel, St. Mexico, all before I was like 15. I've been to Bahamas, I've been to Jamaica, I've been to St. Croix, I've been everywhere. Disney World, probably like 10 times. All the fun stuff you want to do as a kid, we did. If you want to go play basketball, you can go do it. You want to get in the rec league, you can go do it. I was in the marching band all the way up until um, I graduated. I had a scholarship to Antique to play the drums there, and then I just left school because it was just like, it was just over with. But anything we wanted to do, we could do. They, they just gave us everything. That's what I feel like now was more like the candy to us. Like, oh, we're going to just give you everything you want. We give you some... We're going to tell you no to like regular stuff, but the big things we're going to show you in a, in a grand way. We're going to take you on cruises. We're going to show you the good life, even if they couldn't do it. Because at the same time, it weren't like we were like super rich or anything. It's just like they went over, overly extreme on making sure we seen different stuff. And I, I felt like now, yeah, that had to be like candy to us, like, like to a little kid. Here, I'm going to show you these cool things just so you can, you can always rock with us. Always. But you know what? What's interesting is, is that I don't think that behavior is any different with biological parents. I think it's just making a decision that doing these things aren't going to necessarily make your kids 
any closer to you, okay? Yeah. So despite if I'm giving you all these things, that doesn't mean that you know me as a person, you know? So I feel like what you're saying is, is like you gave me things, but I don't think that you actually took the time to get to know me. That's exactly it. That's exactly You saw me going in a certain direction. You didn't take that time to be like, you know what? Now's not the time for the cruise. Now yeah. it's time to be like, we're not going nowhere because you need to get your act together. You know, that's, so that's, that's it. You know, no, nobody has ever put it like that. You definitely right. That's it. All you had to do was really like tap in and like really listen to me, and I really would have like told you what was going on. They just never checked. They never cared to check to see what was really going on. So I just really did kind of like whatever I wanted to do. Mm. That was it. It was like, yeah, we're gonna tell you you adopted, but like needing a therapist. I probably needed a therapist a long time ago. But, you know, they never check. They never check to see. They never asked me. Nobody re never really asked me how I felt about anything. It was just, we're going to go do, you're going you to do whatever we tell you to do. That's just it. And then, you know, like, but, you know, sports and stuff, whatever you want to do still in, like, that luxurious fantasy land of, you know, kids need to play sports and do stuff like that, you can do. But anything else, like, far as, like, health and checking in on who you are as a person, we ain't never seen anything like that. We never saw, like I said, we never, I don't know if my sister ever heard her say, I love you, because she's five years older than me. She was there for a whole five years before I was there. And she had a different experience. But honestly, I've never heard her tell me that till I got older. And it was more like, she telling me, because she know I know for real now, you ain't my mom. But when I was little, I don't remember a lot of, oh, I love you, son, kiss on me, stuff like how I do my kids now. That's my, that's my son. I grab him, kiss him, that's my kid. I love him. I try to get him as much love as possible because my dad never, it was more, he joked with me a lot. He slapped my head and done little like funny jokes. It wasn't no like, come here, son. Let me show you something. Let me, uh, boom, boom, boom. He worked on cars. I never want to work on a car in my life. That's not, that's not anything I want to do. I still don't know how to work on a car to this day. That show you something. You was never my father. I don't, I don't take anything after you. I've never had the ambition to get behind a car and, turn and turn no, no wrench or nothing. It's, it's just, it's just different. But they, they never seem to see that. They never really ever checked in on anything emotionally or like just to talk to me really. It just would be like, oh, he having a problem. Like I might lash out and be like stealing or something. Then try to say, oh, we're gonna lock you up or something like, but you never checked, you never understood why I was doing these things. I'm in, I'm in middle school learning how to take your credit cards and like buy whatever I want. You know, and you're not checking in to see why I'm doing these things. And you and you keep giving me stuff, but you never checking in on why, like, I'm really out here just not caring about something. It's got to obviously be something wrong with me. Help me out. Let me, give me some help. They never gave us no help. I really had to figure stuff out on my own and with the help of my sister. She really just showed, if she hadn't, if she hadn't been like a, like an upstanding person to me in my life, I probably would have just ended up really just, probably just being over with a long time. Cause she she just showed me a different thing. I ain't ever have to like really have to hustle or anything. If I really just put my mind to what I'm trying to do, I'll be straight. It's so deep. As you're talking, I'm just thinking about parents, right? And this is not to make an excuse, but I'm saying this because we're we're parents now. And so the thing is, is that ultimately we're gonna screw our kids up in some kind of way. That's just it's it's a given, okay? Now, to the extent of what we 
you know, cause damage or harm or whatever. One is not being intentional, but you know, we want to try and minimize the harm. But it's I'm thinking about just adoptive parents, biological parents, the decisions that they make. Have you ever looked back on it and been like, maybe they thought they weren't doing they were minimizing harm. So if you think about the biological parent, so it's not, I don't want you, I don't ever want to see you again. I don't, I'm, I'm through dealing with you. But in their mind, this is what had to be done in order to give you a better life. On the flip side for the adoptive parent, I'm going to give you all this stuff. I'm going to, you know, do whatever because I want you to have a better life. I don't want you to feel different. I, you know, whatever it is that's going on in parents' heads, but then they ultimately do this harm, especially to adopted people. But have you ever considered that maybe they were doing the best they could? You saying the adopted parent or the birth parent? Oh. Yeah, they were doing the best they could. I mean, my 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 adopted family, yeah, they were doing the best they could with everything, I guess. But at the same time, I don't think nobody ever really loved my mom the correct way either like just her family origin. So how can learning, like I said, in this whole process, I've had to learn her story, my dad's family history. I've had to learn both their family history. Just again, figure out who they were when they came to find me. Coming out to find me, they were totally different people. People that I never even knew about. People that would probably go against things that I'm doing now. And they were doing those same type of things from what I'm learning, just going back in my, in my city and just finding out who they were. So once I figured that out, I said, oh, you couldn't correctly show me real love because you didn't know love. You didn't know what real love was from what they taught you. So again, you placed me in a place where someone probably wrote stuff down on paper saying they would love this kid forever. Oh, they were selfishly in a rush writing things down, telling them that they were going to do the right things to a kid when they really honestly only loved them for it because they couldn't have kids. They didn't know the real proper way to love a kid. That's really it. At the at, Seriously, at the end of it, they just really didn't properly know how to love somebody. And that's why I had to, I had to like dealing with different girls, like my whole life, I was trying to find like different, the, the love from like a real mom. Cause I never had that. And that's the only way you're going to find it is from a woman. So if I'm with a woman, I'm trying, the woman is more so like beside me looking more like a mom figure because I still never had that official love from anybody. It just, it's gone. And it's probably, and it was like, like I said, it was like that for a while. So I really found somebody that was like my match. I was like, okay, this is, this is changing what I'm doing for like, as a, as a person, it's changing me too. So I just switched it all around. But yeah, they definitely, they just didn't know how to love somebody. You really go back and find your real family history. You figure out who they are as a person. So they gonna, maybe they're going to mold you in a way. Like I said, maybe they're molding you in a way of what they thought, like of what they saw love was. They might've never heard I love you either. So I can't take no blame out on, on them. They were doing, they were definitely doing the best they could, for sure. And my birth family, I mean, you definitely were doing, they definitely had to be doing the best they could. You gonna give me up, you just really couldn't, you probably couldn't handle me at that time. Like I said, I'm rational. You just, you was probably, you was hurt. You didn't need to have me. So let me go, let me at least get a chance to try something. Like I said, I didn't want for anything. So I definitely had it good. You, get, you did the right choice, but I still needed to. <laughs> Especially if you couldn't, because like like I said, probably learning it the hard way wasn't for me. That's why I'm, that's why I was supposed to be in the position, and probably would have killed me a whole lot earlier. So I was probably supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing now. 
but I am finding them. Like I said, I did find my sister recently. So that is something good too. Yeah, so tell us about that. Just meeting, you know, a biological sister and the feelings that that brings up. And like, that was, where do you go that was, that was a rare feeling because I had never felt that before. So when I first seen her face, she told me honestly that she was just my cousin first, like for like two weeks. She kept just texting me back saying, oh, cousin, good morning and stuff like that. Sunday, she hit me up and said, cousin, it's something I've been meaning to tell you. You honestly could have, you honestly my biological brother. And it just like threw me through the roof. I was just like, man, I already knew. I kind of knew in a way because I felt like it. it was just like, nobody going to hit you up every morning asking how you doing. Unless you're true family. I ain't got no real cousins that do that now. So <laughs> I'm going to just hit you up and be saying good morning and have a great day and stuff like that. So, And, like, she just texted me while we in this interview. So I know. That's what I'm saying. It's, Is she in the same city, state? Uh, she's in the same state. We're not in the same city. Okay. We definitely I'm going to probably go meet her with, like I said, this weekend or next weekend. Like, meet her. Wow. Uh, I'm still a little skeptical, like, like, we might have to meet at the police station and schedule <laughs> you. Like, it's, it's going to happen. Like, but I, I just want to make sure make sure everything's still straight. Because people be playing games on the internet these days. Yeah. I have, like, false love. <laughs> if you real, be real. Show me who you are, and I'm going to really pull up and make sure stuff's straight. Wow. Well, hopefully everything is legit. And, yeah, this is, this is the start of a new chapter. Yeah. 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 I'll, yeah, I mean, I, I don't even want to give like a speech, but I guess just manage your expectations. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Sometimes we can have this vision of, oh, if I find my birth family, it's going to be this or that, you know, whether it's good or bad. And I would just say, don't even walk into it with any type of expectation. Like, just go in with an open, open heart, an open mind and really see see what it is and let it develop organically. I will, I will. I've never, like I said, I've never talked to anybody this long even about this. So this is like probably the first time I probably, like, like I said, my sister, she hears stuff, but this is the first time talking to anybody and knowing like somebody that really is into like how I am about finding out who I am and just hearing about people's story. There's a whole bunch of us. If y'all ever wanted to interview people, you just let me know. I can find you. We let you know. We want to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can de- I can definitely find at least two more legit people that like are good people and really just like the girl I know name. I'm not gonna put a name out there, but I know her personally. She just found her a biological dad. Like I said, she was first generation Jamaican. So just mm. finding just finding out those type of things, like you first generation Jamaican. I've known her since we were four years old been around her house. Her dad and my dad are like best friends. That's why I tell you the place where they adopted us from, it seemed like it was something going on around the 90s and people was giving out them babies like left and right. Because a lot of my my dad's close friends and people in that church have adopted kids. And like, they see us every day. The things we go through, all of us needed therapy. Like our own like therapist strapped to us as soon as we was born. It, it needed to be done because it was gonna always be a problem with all of us. And like I said, I, I actually agree with that. I, I, yeah, I wish I had gone to therapy sooner. So yeah, I, I feel you on that. Well, we thank you so much, Jonathan. Man. For, oh yeah. Being with us today, like this has been what? phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah. And like we said, it's, it's always a pleasure to talk with 
a black male adoptee to hear that experience because it's something different, you know, to hear the male perspective and just all your different insights on, you know, family, your adoptive family, the one that you've begun yourself. Love, relationships, all of that, all of that. Thank you for listening to another episode of Black to the Beginning, the Black Adoption Podcast with Dr. Sam and Sandria. If you want more Black to the Beginning, follow at Black to the Beginning and hashtag Black and Adopted on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you would like to share your Black adoption experience, check out our Instagram at Black to the Beginning and click the link in our bio. Remember, The Black adoption conversation is the Black family conversation. These discussions can be difficult, but necessary for generational healing. Let's keep the conversation going for the culture.